0: Potential Podcast.
1: Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor, and I'm joined by Chris. In this edition of Potential Picks, we are reviewing the latest in the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe Marvel Studios film Black Widow. This is our American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character Black Widow. And this is going into our Phase 4 of the Marvel films, sc- starring Scarlett Johansson, directed by Kate Shortland, and a screenplay by Eric Pearson. Now this uh, film... You know, Chris and I, we were going to, one of those films we were really pumped to see, but of course, during the year of the pandemic, which we were still going on uh, through at this time, uh, well, this movie got pushed and pushed. So almost two years, this film was uh, planned to be out. Um, but we were really pumped to kind of see you know, this film. And at first I was a little like, okay, it's kind of like, I'm not really, but as time grew on, I was getting more and more excited to see it because I really wanted to give a proper send off to this character. Uh, Now, this film, a little bit of a short synopsis, now this film takes place after the events of Captain America Civil War, and we see Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, on the run and forced to confront a conspiracy tied to her past, and throughout all the films when she was first introduced in Iron Man 2, we've gotten a little bit of hints, a little bit of nuggets about um the Red Room about her time as, you know, a female assassin and kind of her this is all her facing her past. Now, of course, spoiler warning for those who haven't seen uh Endgame, Avengers Endgame, hopefully have, uh, we know how that kind of ends for her character. But this was a nice little kind of brief glimpse, a little bit more into, you know, what Scarlett Johansson has put, you know, in the almost the past, you know, uh what, ten years of this character, ten films.
0: Yeah, she's she's been a huge part of this franchise. So I think it was a worthy thing for her to get this movie. So before we go any further with Black Widow, here is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Now, of course, that's just in case you've not seen this new film. Uh, We recommend you check it out before you listen to the rest of our review. Um, Yeah, I agree with you, Taylor. I was up and down with this movie coming out. Um, I thought, you know, of course, uh, she deserves her own solo uh, venture. There's been so much more mystery about her character. And obviously, we've gotten little bits and scraps as the movies progress but it's really been more about her journey uh becoming an avenger and so it's kind of fun to see uh, a little more of her uh russian family and uh you know obviously we know a- about how she kind of grew to become this uh intense assassin but then you know as time went on they kept postponing and postponing it i kept coming in like this feel like this film was just being thrown around and it definitely feels like a film that would have fit better in like a phase two or phase one situation when they're, you know, first introducing these characters like this would have been a great movie had it been like, Oh, uh, you know, after you first introduced her in Iron Man two, you know, down the line, all of a sudden like, Oh, this is her story. But of course we can't always pick the order. And, you know, MCU is of course uh, a wonderful thing that Kevin Feige has just really developed. And so it fit to have this movie here. And there's a little tease that would lead to the remainder. But this really is set as a kind of like standalone film. Um, but I really enjoyed the trailers for this. It looked like it was going to be pretty epic. Uh, definitely pretty big budget film, you know, not some skimpy, you know, they went for it. And this, I mean, $200 million here. So, yeah, we get, um, you know, obviously we've had the, um, the accords going on from Civil War that tore our Avengers apart. And she's on the run. And she's just kind of, you know, living a life of kind of laying low. Obviously, a lot of her fellow friends have been uh, arrested uh, and are in that prison on the ocean. So she all of a sudden is kind of like thrown into a situation where she is uh, met face-to-face with this adversary that uh, has a very cool outfit. And we come to learn that this is the Taskmaster. And this is a... Uh, an enemy that can mimic those that it fights. Uh, it kind of is someone that studies TVs all day and is kind of programmed to, uh, you know, learn behaviors, learn maneuvers and has a lot of different weapons that we've seen are similar to our fellow Avengers. So we get this kind of, you know, blast from her past throwing her into, Oh, we have to, I have to go back and find my family and see what's going on. And, I thought it was a really great casting choice to have uh, Florence Pugh here as her sister and David Harbour as her pseudo-father, um, the Red Guardian, and then, of course, we have the wonderful uh, Rachel Weiss here as Melina. Um, I thought this was a great family dynamic. I thought the four of them uh, worked really well, and I'll tell you, man, Taylor, the, the, the humor here with David Harbour as Red Guardian, you know, they're obviously, they're not actually a family, but they they kind of act like a family, you know, they were put in the situation.
1: Yeah, it was all a kind of a, co- it was a cover story. And so, I mean, they, they spent about, you know, three, four years together. So, you know, you, you kind of develop this familial bond, but you know, one scene in particular, when they finally kind of all reunite, they're kind of at this dinner table, and just like, you know, stop slouching, you know, and and he's, uh, you know, the Red Guardian, David Harbour's character, just kind of putting the moves on his, you know, fake wife, and I, I'm getting really great um, Hopper vibes from Stranger Things, because he's just really getting into this Russian character, but it was a, and it was a great way to introduce maybe more of the B-list or C-list um, characters to the Marvel catalog, uh, especially the Taskmaster, which the Taskmaster, and this film is going to be a little uh, kind of a different variation but the moniker like you said taskmaster what a villain that can match the moves of someone else you're basically fighting yourself like so and for most of the marvel films there's a little bit more of the um supernatural a little bit more of the science fiction where this is kind of a really cool straight up like great spy thriller and i think whether you're a fan of the marvel films or you just you just jump in this not knowing any backstory it's actually pretty easy to follow plot wise
0: yeah, and I like that you know they they kind of keep mentioning how she, you know Natasha has kind of become super popular because she is an avenger. And you know, you know obviously, there's a lot to do with this film about um, how she became this character. and you know, we get these flashback scenes of them as children and how they were, you know, taken to the red room. And obviously, we've seen bits of that also in uh, Age of Ultron and other films where, You know, you could tell that as a kid, you know, she was taken and she was trained and, you know, basically uh, manipulated to become this killing machine and her great story over this arc of this franchise of her redeeming herself to be better than what she was made into. And so, you know, I kind of love this family uh, unit here and the the, the humor, uh, especially, you know, things like where. Florence Pugh's character would be like why do you always do that thing where you you kind of flip around and you land and you kind of land in that pose and you, you flip You're your such hair a up like, yeah <laughs> yeah. what is that and like the humor of like them kind of being a little meta about um, you know seeing what, what she's become with this Avenger and and then of course looking at some like David Harbour's Red Guardian who this is a great introduction of um, you know the Russian super soldier and how he constantly is bringing up his uh vendetta against captain america and how he's like no we're not really enemies we're more like uh, contemporaries you know and he's and he's like did he ever did you ever talk to him about me you know like how how, how much he kind of has this jealousy um but i thought it was really fun to actually see that because i i you know from the trailers i didn't really get that he was a super soldier so I didn't really understand that like, oh, he really does have like super strength and super speed. And he's just you know a little older. He's been in jail for a long time.
1: Yeah. A little bit more out of shape.
0: <laughs> yeah. And a little out of shape, but I thought that was a, a fun character. And, you know, we've, we've always kind of wondered, I think throughout the MCU, um, who, who was the person that was running this red room? Who was the one that, you know, eventually, you know, who was the one puppeteering everything? Uh, and we got Ray Winstone in here playing Dracoff, And I thought he was a uh, well cast for this role. As kind of this guy who's uh, overseeing the whole organization, kind of the mob boss, the Russian mob boss kind of mentality, and this kind of creepy, you know, element. You know, I follow a lot of MCU movies, even if they're grounded in reality, there's always a little bit of, a little bit of fantasy element with, um, you know, things. And so this movie, it's kind of the idea of this, this chemical property they can use to actually uh, fully control you to the point where. Um, you're still awake, but you don't know what part of your brain is working. So, like, they can stop you from breathing. They can stop you from yeah, it's a little someone, freaky, you know? a
1: little freaky, and it, it definitely kind of get a little bit of an edgy, edgy 80s, 90s spy thriller vibe in that sense. You know, little James Bond
0: vibe to me. You know, I feel like that's something a a, a James Bond villain would do. Would be like, oh, I have this, and I can control anyone. And of course, the idea of of trying to get her, uh, Natasha back to the home area so that maybe this guy can control an Avenger. Of course, it's like, well, you know, what if I can use this on the Hulk and I have a Hulk, you know I mean? Of course that would be devastating. And, you know, we've always kind of known black widow to be the only black widow. And so this movie was also interesting that we have, like there's multiple black widows all over the world. Um, and that they are being controlled to cause wars, to cause famine, to cause all kinds of things. So um, it definitely took, what I felt like, you know, we've always kind of had a slight joke about Natasha and someone like Hawkeye that they are these really fantastic, uh, you know, soldiers that are with these gods and heroes that have these amazing powers, but they've still play their part. But this kind of made it so that it took the story for this and definitely made it to a grand scale of, of somewhat worldwide. A worldwide threat so that it did feel a little more epic in scale of her very, having definitely high stakes yeah definitely high yeah, stakes very high um, stakes
1: yeah and uh you know speaking of that and, and going into my next point you know, talking about how they're able to control the women with this mind control. It's a little bit like a little bit of that female empowerment. Not only because it's a great standalone female-led superhero film. We've had that with Captain Marvel. I think this one uh, is a lot stronger than that one. I think we need more of that in the MCU. And they are getting that with Miss Marvel. The Marvel's coming out. We've seen that already with uh, WandaVision. You know, this, uh, it's a great representation of female power breaking the bonds like i'm not gonna have this you know this man control me and it's like you know women in this movie they kick some butt and you got the red guard and he's super powered, but he kind of is like getting his butt kicked so it's really great and gotta give a shout out you know speaking of these women uh i know there's been great reviews and well earned florence Pugh just want to like she's really uh, kind of coming into her own such a variety of films she's done now little women and uh, midsummer and now this film where i really was enjoying her character a lot the humor and the action i'm very excited to hear that uh if you enjoyed her in this film uh, they're already talking of course there is a little spoiler uh You know, it's not a Marvel film without any mid-credits or post credit scenes. We do get a little bit of reference to her future in the MC, you know, TVU, you know, (laughs) the television universe. So it's going to be interesting to see where that leads. And we're going to get a reunion uh, with Hawkeye, which should be interesting.
0: Yeah. And I feel like definitely we've been been seeing that there's uh, talks and plans towards a Young Avengers team. And I feel like she will definitely take over the moniker of, uh, you know kind of what Natasha's role is in the MCU and um, yeah she was just it was a really fun performance I thought it was it was it was both very funny she obviously handled the action really well um, but then also to see that that really emotional side to you know these this these four people were put in a situation where they had to play house and when you're six years old four years old It's going to seem real to you, you know, three, four years to be this, to all of a sudden be taken away and then turn into this, this assassin. So um, I really thought her vulnerability was really strong. I will say it was kind of an interesting film in that it wasn't like a a whole ton of range for Natasha to play with, but I feel like because at this point, the character has been really set on her path of redemption, uh, which obviously would lead into uh, this movie ending to go into Infinity War and then eventually what she does in Endgame. So I think she she was very strong for this, and of course the action was incredible. I mean, again, that whole the Taskmaster with the the, the you know I love that shot like you know where they um, they have that huge tank thing that um, is riding in and then uh, shooting the arrow kind of like Hawkeye and it kind of like bounces off the street and explodes and then um, obviously has a a shield very similar to Captain America has the sword. I mean like there was so many cool ways that they fought. And, you know, I feel like with Natasha, it's always been this uh, very quick pace, you know, the, the jumping up and trying to wrestle a soldier down to the ground with the legs and stuff. And and this movie really did keep up with the stunts. I mean, it was not a lot of downtime uh, for the most part. And the whole end sequence was very, uh, very big and large on this giant floating ship, which I thought that was kind of funny because, we we saw you know i, I always laughed when we watched them the avengers the first avengers movie and they had that giant ship fly up into the sky and i'm like how the hell would that thing ever be powered that and then here we are we have this huge uh russian lair up in the sky <laughs> floating so i was like well yeah, very james bond-esque but you know you gotta strong, suspend strong your disbelief. turbines yeah exactly. you know? <laughs> um but overall yeah i thought it was a it was a very solid story solid movie great action good humor and it was a good like chapter of like where where it starts to where it leads to you know the next two movies for uh Scarlet. And you know, I mean an amazing run to think of all the stuff she's done with this character, definitely taking it from the evolution of what was kind of just written off as the sexy uh, you know, side piece uh, of Iron Man two to where she has grown over these films. I mean, it just shows you how much people love this character, and so I'm glad it's been Reviewed well. And uh and I I would love to see more with some of these characters, definitely whether a TV series or um, you know, I I know David Harbour has talked a lot about how he wants he wants to do something with Red Guardian facing Chris Evans, Captain America, uh, which I think would be a lot of fun to see. Um, and of course, Florence Pugh continuing on as Black Widow and going to save all these other women who have been, you know, under the mind manipulation of Dracoff. So yeah, solid. And uh, it just felt so good to see a Marvel movie back in the theaters. You know, uh, they had the trailer for Shang-Chi before the movie. That made me really excited uh, for that in September and just to move on continue phase four. So it just feels so good that we've been watching these TV shows and now we're back to having MCU movies in the theater.
1: absolutely i'm really excited to see you know the future of these characters and hopefully they're going to pop up as well but glad we got to review this i'm glad finally we got to see black widow in uh in its glory and uh definitely going to kick off more uh marvel movies to come so we cannot wait and thank you again for joining us for this week's other potential pick
0: thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and
1: facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at